What's up, everyone? Welcome into another week of Locked On Bucks. And I tell you what, this was an action-packed weekend. The Bucks win two games. They beat the Bulls and they beat the Kings. But I think the bulk of this podcast is going to be about one incident in particular, a couple of players in particular. We haven't had a chance to talk about Grayson Allen. Suspension has been handed down today. So we're going to break all this down because I'm telling you, Twitter has been absolutely blowing up. The only thing that could uh, separate the Grayson Allen news on Twitter this weekend was uh, some pretty good NFL football. Maybe not everyone's happy, but uh, overall, some close games. But we're going to be talking Grayson Allen. What the hell is going on with this suspension, with this incident? Should we kick him out of the league? Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. and hear me on this show daily and also find my work over at ESPN and joining me as you can see if you're watching on YouTube from the Bucks Radio Network uh, the man with a fantastic shoe collection behind him uh, you can hear him on the Bucks Radio Network which I did for the game against the Sacramento Kings it was a beautiful sunny day outside Justin I thought I'm going to grab a coffee I'm going to walk along the river in Melbourne I'm going to listen to my friends on radio which is a nice change up I enjoyed it yeah, uh, pretty similar weather that uh, we had here versus uh, the picture <laughs> that you posted and what you were dealing with. Yeah, Celsius and Fahrenheit, same numbers. Um, perhaps doesn't quite feel the same. But hey, speaking of feeling the same, I was watching this Bulls game on the weekend. And I tell you what, Chicago fans traveled. What, what would you say was the, the makeup? Um, I... I, it was at least 50-50. I yeah. talked to a few people that called into the post-game show I was doing and asked uh, people that were there, asked what they felt. And the majority calls I had, people thought it was 60-40 Bucks fans or, or 70-30. There may have been more Bulls fans. And it, it felt like a Bradley Center game where there was definitely a, a large contingency of Bulls fans. And, uh, you know, we talked about it uh, during the game. It, it, it made it feel like a playoff game, that there was that atmosphere – in the building, even though there was unwelcome guests from Chicago, but they had that atmosphere and the Bulls are good again. So it's something that this has been missing, missing basically for the existence of both of these franchises. They've never really been on this level at the same time. No, that was a question I asked in, in one of the group chats I'm in before the game, because uh, I think the announcer at the time says it's one of the, the great rivalries. And I said, is that one of the great rivalries? I mean, I know the fans don't like each other across multiple sports and, and that type of thing. And, you know, I've certainly been in the building when there's been plenty of Bucks fans in Chicago, plenty of Bulls fans in Milwaukee as well. It's kind of uh, sort of swapped the last few years. But, yeah, have they really been good uh, heading into a playoff series? 2015, the Bucks were obviously ranked outsiders uh, in that series there. But... Um, you could see that it would be a testy rivalry. And this game was testy in the end because of one incident, which we may as well get to. The Bucs won the game, so they should. Chicago had no one playing. In fact, it was harder than it probably should have been, but the Bucs did something they haven't exactly done perfectly the last few weeks, and that's take care of business against Chicago 
and also the Sacramento Kings. But let's talk about Grayson Allen. So uh, basically the latest we have right now is that he's been suspended for one game for the incident. As we know, Alex Caruso is going to have a stint on the sideline uh, with this wrist injury. So let me just get this out of the way first. I don't think, and you can absolutely disagree with me, but I don't think that there is any way that you can look at this incident and if you're a Bucks fan and look at it objectively and say that this was not a dangerous foul. It was a dangerous foul. There's there's yeah. no question about that. And this has been one thing that we've discussed a lot. And a lot of the times it's been in relation to Giannis. Uh, and we know going back multiple years now to the Andrew Bogut incident that we feel that it completely derailed the path that the team was on then, the path that Andrew Bogut was on. Now, I don't think that those fouls were exactly... Uh, able to be matched because one was a play on the ball, one was not. But regardless, this is a dangerous foul. So I've personally got absolutely no problem with this suspension as long as they continue to do it for the rest of the league because this has been something that I think they should have been trying to cut out of the league for a long time. It doesn't have to mean that it's intentional because sometimes accidents are going to happen. But in this incident, the way when you slow it down, when you look at the secondary action, I, I'm not convinced that this was an intentional act because I think in the, in, the, in the moment, if you go up and you make your first action is to make a play on the ball, then to me, that tells me that he wasn't going up with the intent to hurt. But the secondary action when he's in the air, that's dangerous. I'm fine with a one-game suspension. Or I would have been fine with two games or three games. I um, boy, I don't know about the two or three. I mean, look, I, I'm fine with the suspension as long as this is the new norm and we see this happen more. I mean, I, I think that the tough sell is, and um, I just saw it a, a couple of minutes ago, but Mark Stein was talking about this um, earlier today and said, this should have been a minimum three-game suspension for Grayson Allen, especially after it was confirmed Saturday the NBA would factor in severity of Alex Caruso's injury. Um, a mild sanction like this is already sparking surprise from various teams observing from afar. And then you had, with that tweet, a lot of Bucks fans obviously chiming in of, you know, what are you basing this off of that it should have been at least three games? Because I think, look, you give them one game, I guess I'm fine with that, but uh, look, and Mark Stein points this out in, in a subsequent tweet as well, that um, what you're going to compare it to if we're talking about length of suspensions is, well, Nikola Jokic got one game for blindsiding Markeith Morris, and he still hasn't returned to play, by the way. Nikola Jokic gets one game, and Grayson Allen gets the same amount of punishment for that same uh, thing. When Nikola Jokic's move was a non-basketball move and total retaliation. So that's where I would take the issue with the one-game suspension. If this does become the new way that they police things and say when this happens, uh, you're going to receive a suspension. And if a player is injured, the suspension is going to be even longer. Then I'm fine with that under the assumption that this is what's going to carry through from here on out. And I would assume where you would see this happen the most and suspensions would come down the most would be for basically the Kawhi play. And if you're not giving shooters room to land, those are the plays where you give suspensions because yes, when you're in the air, it's, it's a dangerous move, but those are plays that, you know, that can end a season as well. So if this becomes something that we see more and more of suspensions being handed down, then I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. And then I would even say, yeah, you, you could probably, I guess, give him more than one game. I'm just not sure that's going to happen. And I think 
a lot of this had to do with the Bulls from the start and Billy Donovan, as soon as the game ended, was very outspoken about this. Alex Caruso said the same as well, that they wanted him to be suspended and the Bulls were really pounding this drum early. I don't think he gets suspended if that doesn't happen. If the Bulls just made comments of, it's unfortunate, we'd rather not see a play like this. I mean, I know there was no intent, but it's it's still something that we really shouldn't have in our game. I don't think he's suspended, but because Billy Donovan came out and basically said Grayson Allen was a dirty player in college, and again, the the connections there that aren't even true, that Grayson Allen has a history of this, he had a history of tripping guys at Duke. He's done nothing like this. He hasn't had any flagrant fouls other than summer league at the NBA level, but because of those comments after the game, I think that's what got him the suspension. So there's no doubt in my mind, no doubt that the league was peer pressured into this suspension. They, you're right. There's no way he would have been suspended, and it, there's no way if it wasn't a Grayson, if it wasn't Grayson Allen, and it was another player. And you're also right. He doesn't have a history of these types of plays. Again, to me, dangerous play, yes. Intentional, I don't think so. And we've had a couple of days to look at this. I've looked at it. I said, okay, do I think that this was a conscious decision to go up and block a shot? Do I think that? Um, maybe he was frustrated. I don't know. All those things are hard. But in that moment, it's hard for me to look at that foul and say, yeah, I think he was going up to slam him into the ground. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't look like that was his first uh, action when he went up there. And then did was there something that happened in the air in the split second that you slow it down? You say, okay, this is how I'm going to view it now, maybe. But when I say that I think that it, I would have been fine with a two or three game suspension, that's based on the fact that if the league is going to continue to dish out these suspensions. So it's not a one-off for Grayson Allen because I do think that if you're talking about these fouls where guys are in midair, this is one thing that the league can do to protect the players a little bit more. And the only way you're going to stamp it out is if you do start to suspend players for, for these types of actions. Again, sometimes it's going to be a blurred line whether the player meant it or it was an accident because sometimes accidents do happen. But similar to when players are sliding under guys when they're in the air and trying to draw charges... That's another dangerous play that the league should be yeah. cutting out. But there's no doubt the league was peer pressured into this. It's been a really weird couple of days in terms of some of the media coverage about it as well. And it happened. I was watching the ESPN broadcast. It happened on the ESPN broadcast as well um, with the kind of the, the character stuff with Grayson Allen, which to me is someone that could not care less about college basketball, could not care less about Duke. So I've got no you know, pre conceived opinions or ideas about Grayson Allen. I couldn't give a stuff about that. But when I look at the incidents in the last couple of days, I've done a lot of reading to say, okay, well, what has he done since he's got to the NBA? And for the most part, all I can read is that there's been a few incidents that I think most people have accepted that this was overblown because it was Grayson Allen of some of the stuff that, let's be honest, was lousy in college, but it was a long time ago. So it's been very weird uh, coverage uh, the last couple of days. But I want to talk about True Bill before we keep going, Justin. Because if you have a subscription that you've forgotten about, you could be paying a lot of money. And we've all been in this situation before. I've been in this situation as recently as last week. Streaming I'm service. In it. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. I mean, how many streaming how many streaming services are there that you can't find one show without needing to subscribe somewhere else? It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's just it's impossible to find a show that you want to watch. But True Bill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions. You don't need once or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks per year with True Bill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. True Bill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and True Bill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Uh, it can save you 
seriously, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Truebill has over 2 million users and it's helped save them over 100 million bucks so far. That's a fair bit of cash. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. And the beauty of having all this extra cash lying around is you can just go straight to built.com and buy all the built bars you need. And we had a listener the other day. I don't have the tweet up. Listens to Locked On Bucks. Listens to Locked On Packers, Justin. You saw it. Uh, I did. The, the people are out there. They're buying the Bilt Bars. We haven't got confirmation yet on whether or not this listener was into the coconut. Um, guys, no. It's my favorite flavor, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back the report on whether or not they are uh, team coconut or siding with me. But uh, it's it's starting to catch on. More and more people Saw a couple of people on social media, not just the tweet that I see you tagged in a lot of these too, when people get their shipment of built bars. So the word is starting to spread. There's no doubt. And they're delicious. That's why they're covered in 100% real chocolate uh, and they're good for you. They're healthy. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You compare that to any other candy bar on the market. Uh, you're talking double the calories, much more sugar, just not good for you. Built bar is good for you, which is. Uh, the best part about it. Just go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Uh, keep an eye out for a trade deadline show. We are so close to the trade deadline, which is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, as we have in previous years, we have a trade deadline show that takes you right through uh, the deadline there, so keep an eye on that. You'll be able to catch it on YouTube, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah, you don't have to go with the usual, you know, the TV stuff. Stick with Locked On. They'll take care of you there. One other thing that you brought up that I find interesting as we continue the chat with Grayson Allen, about Grayson Allen, I've always had a problem with incidents or punishments being discussed like it should matter the severity of the injury. I, I don't like that yeah. because you see these types of fouls all the time and we're supposed to say that it's not a dangerous play or no, it's fine because the player was incredibly lucky that he didn't land on his arm or he didn't land on his head or whatever it may be. I think you're or asking... that he's honest and he's impervious to injury. You know? Well, they're stronger players. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that was very, very relevant in this foul as well. Like Crusoe's a little fella. Yeah, and, and that impacts how he fell. That impacts how he was uh, moved in the air because you're right. There's been clips out there on, on Twitter and the amount of fouls that are incredibly dangerous that Giannis just works through because he's so strong. Uh, because, you know, knock on wood to this point, he hasn't had a, a serious injury on one of those fouls. But that's just luck. So I don't think the fact that Alex Caruso, unfortunately, is has hurt his wrist, I don't think that that should come into calculations. Was it a dangerous foul? Yes. Did the action deserve a suspension? That's the conversation. Forget the fact that he's injured. That sucks, and that's unlucky. But we can't be determining how we punish people based on a guy being unlucky or a guy being lucky. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't want the precedent that you only receive suspensions when the player gets injured because... Yeah. You know, to your point, I mean, you can have plays that are just as dangerous and even more dirty where there is no injury, but it's on a big man or it's on a player that it just, you know, lands correctly and doesn't suffer an injury. 
that warrant the suspension. So I don't want that to be the precedent. Uh, just the whole thing and the whole, what, 24 hours was, it was just so bizarre because I, I remember seeing the report Saturday on the way to the game for the Bucks and the Kings that Alex Caruso was going to have surgery. And we had a group text going with myself and, and Dave and Ben and the broadcast about, holy cow, did you see this? And, and immediately all three of us at the same time were like, wait a minute, he finished the game though. Like he still played. So he played well. with a broken wrist. <laughs> yeah. And he played well and he made some big moments in that game. So the whole thing was just weird of like, you see that and you think he, but he came back in the game. Right. And he clearly had to have some type of discomfort and look, it doesn't take away from the fact that I agree with you. It was, it was a dangerous play. I don't think it was an intentionally dirty play. We've gone over that, but it's still a dangerous play. I don't want to see it done to any players of the Bucks. I don't want yes. to see any players of the Bucks doing it. So um, it's one where you hope Grayson Allen, you know, he sees that and he's, well, going forward, I'm going to do this differently and I'm not going to do it, especially watching the replay and seeing, you know, Pat Connaughton was in position to challenge that play and Grayson Allen comes out of nowhere to do that. So maybe, and hopefully this means another player, like Grayson Allen will say, okay, I remember what happened to me last time I contested one of those. You just give up the layup or the dunk on those plays because of everything that comes with it. Um, but it, it's just such a bizarre sequence. And you do feel bad for Grayson Allen. Look, I feel bad for Alex Caruso, too, as we said. I don't want anybody to have to be lost to injury. And I think a lot of the frustration from Billy Donovan has to do with the fact that Alex Caruso has dealt with injuries this year. And then he went into COVID protocols and then he came out of protocols and was dealing with a hamstring injury and they've still kind of been nursing him back and, and he's vital to their success. And Billy Donovan was talking about Alex Caruso specifically and how important he is to the team before that game on Friday night. You couple that with the fact that this team is getting hammered by injuries. Now this team started incredible and they've started to have some setbacks because of those injuries and then you lose the game and you lose a very winnable game and you lose a player the way that they did. I think it was just frustration that boiled over for Billy Donovan, for everybody involved. And, you know, for Grayson Allen, it's unfortunate that he just has to wear this and everything that happened at Duke, everybody's going to hold that against him. When we just said, there's nothing in terms of his history at the NBA level, there's two flagrant fouls in a summer league game. And there's a back and forth that he had with Trey Young a year or two ago. And that's all you can point to. But people are going to cling to, well, he tripped guys at Duke and he broke Alex Caruso's wrist. So Grayson Allen is one of those dirty players. It's unfortunate, but you just kind of have to accept it and move on. And just on the, the comments from Billy Donovan post game, I don't have a problem with that either. He's sticking up for his guy, whatever. I don't care. Just I mean, like I'll, I don't have a problem with the Bucks coming out and, and doing what yeah, they did to the course. statement. Like of, you would expect a team to do that and you would expect Billy Donovan to do the same. Absolutely. That's exactly right. I was a little bit surprised and I thought it was I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of shitty that Donovan was bringing up the or trying to allude yeah. to the fact that he was a dirty player. I thought that was shitty, but um, you know, clearly at that point in time, they just lost. It's emotional. It's straight after the game. Typically, coaches walk away. They have a bit of time to cool down. They come back and perhaps they don't really say what they're thinking because I'm sure that's what he's thinking, which is fine. His guy just got hurt. So I don't really care about, you know, Billy Donovan saying that too much. The, the other media stuff has been strange to me, but Billy Donovan and Bud and all that, whatever. They're, they're saying what you would expect them to say. Uh, additionally, I don't care about the Twitter stuff that Bulls fans are fired up about it um, and, and Bucks fans are defending Grayson Allen or whatever. I don't care because you're fans. Like, do that. 
And I guarantee you, if it was a Bucks player that was on the other end of it, it would be the same stuff. So whatever. I don't care about that. That's why I think it's it's cool for us to sit back here and say, okay, well, it's been two days. Can we look at this from a distance now? The suspension's being handed out. What what do we what do we think? And and that's why I thought it was a perfect time to chat about it now. Well, if if the roles were reversed and you know, if it was Grayson that took the fall and not even got injured, but just took the fall like that and, and Alex Caruso followed him. I mean, we've been around Bud enough that we already you can basically replicate what we assume he would say after the game and like, hey, we respect the hustle, great player, but it a play like that, there's no there's no room for that in the game. And it's unfortunate. So the way Billy Donovan stuck out for his player, I have no problem with. The Bucks basically did the same thing with their statement earlier today to Grayson Allen suspension. I'm with you, where the only thing I would bristle at is to to say he has a history of doing things like this when he doesn't at the NBA level. You know, like in I'm not it's it's tough to hold those things against a guy when we're talking about an 18, 19 year old kid in college doing those things versus a professional player at the NBA level with no history of doing that here. Yeah, and, I, and again, like I, I don't, I was very aware of those incidents as they were happening when he, when he was at college. But again, I've got no, I don't, I don't care about Duke. Like I don't hate Duke. I don't hate well, the, the the college basketball stuff is irrelevant to me. I can look at the incident and say, okay, was that pretty shitty behavior by Grayson Allen as a college kid? Yes, but he's also addressed that. I, I guess the last thing I would ask you about is we had this discussion, um, everybody involved in the broadcast the other day and i'm curious what you think is this something that is going to follow grayson allen around at the nba level and you think a majority of fans are going to view him as there's that grayson allen guy he's a dirty player of course i've been reading articles all weekend saying that he should be kicked out of the nba because he's one of the dirtiest players in the league it's ridiculous i think there is certainly a large segment of people that we're always going to view him as a dirty player just because they hate Duke and everything that happened at Duke. But right. I also feel like in a, a, a couple of weeks, and by the time you get to all-star break, this is all vanished. And this is no slight against Grayson Allen, but it's he's not an important enough player for people to care enough about this. Because I would also say, you know, casual NBA fans, tell me what team Grayson Allen plays for. And I don't think a majority could tell you. So in the case of Draymond Green and what happened in the finals, I mean, People hated the Warriors, and, and Draymond Green is a Hall of Fame player. So it's easier to say, oh, yeah, like, let's monitor what this guy is doing. In the case of Grayson Allen, I think you're going to have that audience that was never a fan of his because of the Duke days to begin with. But in a couple of weeks, I think this is all going to blow over. I would bet, though, when the Bucks play the Bulls, there well, will be right. – it'll be a torture. Chicago game. is going to hate Grayson Allen forever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, by the way, uh, I can't remember what account it was. It was one of the Bulls blogs or whatever that were like Bobby Portis blinked twice. Oh, it was the uh, NBC Bulls talk account. Okay, first of all, that's pretty sad. It would be, you'd have to be pretty sad if you were an NBA player right now playing for the Bucks and saying, yeah, I'll go play for the Bulls. That looks like (laughs) where I want to play. Come on. You set yourself up for that one. Bobby Portis shut them down as he should. But speaking of betting, BetOnline.ag would like to wish you a happy betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and there's a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers 
available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. So, all things considered, uh, this is, I think, for the most part, been uh, blown out of proportion. The interesting thing is that the Bucks actually have three days off right now, and Grace Nellon missed the game against Sacramento with some hip soreness. Uh, he's going to miss this game against uh, Cleveland here coming up in a few days' time. But uh, this rest for the Bucks is is very rare, uh, very strange for me. I'm working out my podcast schedule for this week and thinking there's no game for three days. This is unbelievable. But I think with Giannis, who's clearly been... Uh, yeah, but there's been a few little incidents with his knee and at times he's looked a little bit hampered. He's going to really love these couple of days off as well. So I think for the most part, you know, all things considered, Grayson, enjoy a night off. Enjoy a week off here. Get your body right. Get that hip right. Giannis as well have these few days off. It does feel like it's come at the right time. Uh, the Bucks now 30 wins on the board. They're well and truly in pace. I think they're one game uh, off the top seed as we're recording this on Sunday night. So uh, pretty good timing for them to just recoup, revive, recover, get ready for this game. Yeah, um, they've played the most games in the NBA. I think it's the Grizzlies have matched them playing earlier today. So you, you've you gotten to the point now where they have quite a few pockets of, of days off between games. If they have three days off here, they have another stretch in early February with three days off an entire weekend. And then you have the All-Star break where they have eight days off this year uh, playing Thursday and not returning to play until Friday of the or Saturday of the following week. So they got a lot of extended rest coming up, and, and they need it. That you know They've played the most games in the league. They had, as, as, as been well chronicled, the shortest offseason in the league, them and the Suns. And, oh, by the way, you had Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton playing in the Olympics. They've dealt with a bunch of COVID issues and injuries. So – you know, they, I think, will not complain about this. The, maybe the, the guys that would would be Grayson Allen with the injury or with missing the game with that hip issue and then the suspension because he was really starting to play very well after he had some struggles dealing with COVID and the flu. He was starting to get back into that rhythm, so it's unfortunate that he's going to miss some time. But but overall, for guys like Giannis, for guys like, uh, like Chris, it's certainly a blessing to have this time off and to be able to get some more rest and get ready for when the schedule really starts to get difficult as you move into mid to late February and especially the month of March. That's the flip side of it. Yeah, Grayson Allen was starting to feel good after the flu and then the COVID then comes back. So we'll see if he takes a little while to get adjusted because we did actually see that with Drew Holiday. It was almost like we went back to uh, the start of the season where it's like, Drew's missing all these bunnies. What's going on here? That's what happened the first time he had some time off with this ankle and, and foot injuries that he's sort of been dealing with. Uh, throughout the season, but he bounced back against the Kings and he needed to because Giannis wasn't playing, uh, but Drew had 26 points. But what about Dante? As we wrap up this podcast, let's show some love to Dante. Look, it's been difficult uh, for him so far since returning to the lineup. Again, uh, this is always the case with a player that misses six months plus. Uh, we're seeing it with a, a number of players that have returned. Now, again, I know Clay Thompson missed two years, so it's uh, it's the extreme. It's the extreme end of, of absences. But, hey, he's struggling too because these guys are human. Dante, it was nice. We'll see whether it continues a trend or not. Uh, but it was nice to see him see uh, the ball go down 
a little bit. He was actually three for five on two-pointers as well, where he's been disastrous since coming back into the team, knocked down a couple of threes, 20-point game. It's been a long time since he had a 20-point game, but uh, it felt nice to see him. It's probably a relief, in all honesty, for him. He's probably starting to feel a bit of pressure uh, as those difficult performances mounted. Yeah, and you know it, it's been weird for Dante that it's almost like um, like being in junior high school and going on to high school where you you separate from friends that you had at your junior high <laughs> and you meet back up with them at high school again. But then yeah. there's additions to the group. I mean, that's kind of right. what Dante's been like, where it's like, hey, I was gone and now I'm back with this same group. But who who's this new guy? Grayson Allen hangs out with you guys now that you got to make that adjustment. Uh, but I, I think it's it's also worth pointing out that. Every time, and you're well aware of this, every time Dante DiVincenzo comes up and he gets asked about to Bud and to the rest of the players, but Bud especially, they are very, very quick to point out this this is exactly what we expected. We thought he would be here. I mean, we're thrilled that he's even back on the floor right now, and we know this is going to be a long on-ramp for him to really get back to uh, who he was in in the month of April and May, especially last year, and, and going into that Heat playoff series he was really playing his best basketball the last 15 or so games of the regular season last year, which was the unfortunate part. So they think he is right on, if not ahead of schedule. And even Bud pointed out on, on Friday that he thought playing a back-to-back would actually be pretty big for Dante and help establish some of that rhythm and get him back in the mix. And that certainly appeared to be the case as he had his best game of the season in terms of the points scored and the statistics on Saturday, although Bud and, you know, a few other people I talked to were quick to point out, you know, I think Friday that the numbers may not have blown you away. I think he finished with seven points against the Bulls, but I think he played his best game of the season on Friday night that he just looked more and more like the guy that we saw last year, reading the passing lanes and being a disruptor on defense and and getting to his spots more offensively. So it's just going to be a work in progress, but uh, getting these pockets on the schedule too, where you're going to be down to Giannis or Drew Holiday and you're going to rest guys, those also are going to be big moments for Dante where he can kind of take on, as he gets some more games under his belt, take on some of that workload. And that will kind of expedite him getting back into the the spot that he was a year ago. I know it's difficult, but sometimes a little bit of patience uh, with these guys, particularly coming off injuries, which I will remind you, you probably need when Brooke Lopez returns as well. By the way, it was great to see him and walking into the building the other night. There was a long time where we didn't see him. We didn't hear from him. He was just away somewhere working on his back. So to at least see him uh, is nice, particularly this early. It's still only January. So we'll see uh, what uh, the timing looks like for Brooke Lopez. But we've got another two days in the lead up to the Cavs game. So uh, we've got plenty to discuss over the next couple of days. So make sure you uh, check in with us at Locked On Bucks, but also check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. I'll have you covered with all the betting uh, action you need. If you were, I mentioned it at the top and purposely have avoided the NFL for the purpose of this podcast. But if you were betting on the NFL this weekend, uh, I, I don't know if it would have been a stressful weekend for you. I feel like it would have been. It was absolutely insane all weekend. Uh, the football, but the Locked On Bets podcast will have you covered. So check those guys out. Justin, uh, we had plenty to talk about uh, on this podcast here today. Two games, hardly touched on them. It was a weird weekend. Uh, yeah, a weird weekend, a weird week too with the off days in between. And yeah. I mean, three days off and you're playing a home game at 9 p.m. on Friday night. So a very weird week here. 
uh, for the Bucs. But Wednesday is going to be very interesting because Cleveland continues to play very, very well and be one of the best stories in the league. And that Eastern Conference in general, it is just mind-blowing. That 1 through 11 is separated by seven games. And in the West, it's 1 through 4 that's separated by seven games. It's nuts, but that's why it's important to win the games that you should win. The Bucks did that on the weekend, which uh, we like to see. Like I said, we'll be back through the week, so check in with us and let us know what you think. Do you disagree with me? Do you disagree with Justin? I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, chat on Twitter in the YouTube channel after this episode here. But Justin and myself will leave it there. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.